0: podcast
1: enjoy the show hello and welcome back to the movie bar podcast the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans i am your host john and i am here with my co-host justin good morning and kyle hello the bar is now open welcome to episode 21 today is Monday, September 5th, 2022, and this episode will drop tomorrow. Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. Starting off the bat, a little bit of housekeeping. I forgot to mention, have you guys seen the trailer for the Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game?
2: No. I have. didn't know it was a thing.
1: Nobody knew it was a thing. It debuted at uh, like GamesCon or something a couple weeks ago. But it's kind of along the same lines as a Friday the 13th, the upcoming Texas Chainsaw, and I believe Evil Dead is in that same realm, Kyle?
0: Yeah. Okay, so. I also, for some reason, I feel like they're pushing Killer Clowns from outer space a lot, because I was at Spirit Halloween yesterday, and, like, that probably is the biggest, like, display of everything, which is really weird. Um, Like, last year, I feel like Trick or Treat had, like, a lot of stuff, and this year is definitely Killer Clowns.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was in Spirit last week and I did notice that, you know, they had the exclusive Funko Pops, the, and then NECA is coming out with the the, the Toonie Terrors from Killer Clowns. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe finally we could be getting a second movie at some point. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, obviously the, the demand is there to make a video game, like, and to keep it quiet for so long. Because they're the saying it's coming out early 2023, so...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed the Friday the 13th game. I love Killer Clowns. I actually just watched it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So... All right, should we get into upcoming movies?
2: Sure. So... Um, the first movie is
1: uh, Wire Room. Wire Room is an upcoming American action film directed by Matt. Escadary, from the screenplay of Brendan Stifler, Stifler, and produced by Thank Randall you. Emmett. Produced by R- Randall Emmett, George Furla, Oliver Travini, Norton Herrick, Caesar Richbow, Mark Stewart, and Noel Ashman. And it stars Kevin Dillon and Bruce Willis. I forgot to put the synopsis. Give me one
2: second.
1: While on what... What happened there? While on wire room duty, a federal agent listens in as a target is attacked in his home by a hit squad. Without burning the wire, he must protect the investigation and the target's life from the confines of a room 50 miles away. So... This must be one of Bruce Willis's last films coming out, so.
2: Sounds like one of the ones that he signed when he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Sorry to say that, but, you know. All right. Interesting plot, but. Yeah. Justin? All right. uh Then you got One Way. After robbing his former crime boss, a badly wounded man goes on the run with a duffel bag full of cash and drugs. After hopping a bus to the California desert, he must devise a plan to escape his pursuers. That's all I see here. Uh, that's directed, it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a Kevin Bacon movie directed by Andrew Biard and written by Ben Conway.
0: So... We also have The Horror Crowd, which is uh, it's a... 2020 documentary, but it's officially getting released um, this week um, or two days ago, I think. And uh, it's by Ruben Plot, and it just kind of examines the horror community in Hollywood and uh, goes into that.
1: Yeah, look, looking at, the, at the, the cast list, you know, Lynn Shea, Claire Kramer, Orlin Pally, Pally, Darren Lynn Bowlesman, Mike Mendez, Bria Grant, Ryan Turek, you know, I'm sure that's going to pop up on shutter or something. Yeah. Something to check out. Um for upcoming Blu-rays This will be released this coming Tuesday, which is the 6th tomorrow.
0: Kyle. Oh, that is that is pink, not purple. Oh. I feel like you should do the Blu-rays. I feel like that's kind of your wheelhouse. Uh, right?
1: All right. Uh, yeah, I'll do the Blu-rays. Uh, so we have the Funhouse coming to 4K. Uh, 310 to Yuma coming to 4K. Minions 2, Rise of Gru-, Gru coming to Blu-ray and 4K. A Minions 2 film collection, which is Minions 1 and 2. And a Quiet Place 2 film collection. And Paradise Highway.
2: Then you got new openings on streaming. Uh, Elvis will be on HBO Max. Yay! Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two is now on Amazon, which it's only has been on streaming the entire time, just on Paramount Plus, which never works. Jurassic World Domination is on Peacock. <laughs> yeah,
1: the the Jurassic World that's actually the uh, extended
2: edition, so.
1: I kept seeing advertisements for it while I was watching that 70s show, which is now on Peacock also.
0: The whole, all right. What, another 14 minutes of that movie. Is that what it was? It, it, it was so, something along those lines.
1: And, and also, the, um, you know, if you buy Blu-rays or whatever, and the universal uh, all-access, like, it gives you a code when you buy universal movies. They've actually upped their list of free movies they give out each month. Like this month it was um I can't even remember. Well we'll come back to that later. But they change every month. It's pretty cool. Free movies. Alright, let's get in the movies we've watched. Um I watched Day Shift, the entire thing. Good. Good. And uh I also watched Crawl. Have you guys seen Crawl? Mm-hmm. No. It's a, uh, you know, a, a daughter goes to save her father in a Florida hurricane and alligators or crocodiles attack. It's it's a good movie.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. I really liked it.
1: I was listening to Junk Food Cinema the other day, They would, and they were talking about Crawl. So I was like, oh, yeah, that movie sounds, I haven't watched that in a while. All right, Justin, what you got? Oh, let's
2: see. So I watched Day Shift. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Uh, and then when I went to click on Day Shift, I saw this movie Me Time with uh, Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. <clears throat> so I watched that after that. That was pretty funny. Pretty good. Uh, and then I had Hot Shots. Hot Shots, because you gotta watch one, and you gotta watch the other. Uh. Logan Lucky,
0: mmm,
2: is okay. Uh, I watched Samaritan. That was great. Samaritan was really good on Amazon Prime. Is that the Stallone movie where he plays the old Superhero? Yes. Yes. Good movie. A little predictable, but a good movie all around. Um and The Gentleman, which was also a great movie. There's a Guy Ritchie. It's got Matthew McConaughey, Hugh Grant. Uh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people. It's a really uh-huh. good movie.
0: Yeah, Colin Farrell. Excellent
2: ending. Funny. The ending of that is great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's it about? I don't know. I don't think I've heard of
2: that. Uh, it's about uh, basically you get Matthew McConaughey who is like top kingpin of pot in Britain, um, and, and he's looking to sell his operation. He's got a buyer, and then. Just basically, it's everybody trying to get his stuff, um and him trying to, you know, preserve it and all that stuff. Is but it's it's excellent, excellent movie.
1: Okay, sounds like a good cast at least. All right, carl what you got?
0: Um, so I watched the original Texas Chainsaw, um, and I watched it with Joe Bob. And that was really cool because he's like obsessed with it and I guess it's like his favorite and he thinks it's the best movie ever so he knows like a ton so it's always cool just to you know learn more and then uh I also watched Grease and Footloose at the drive-in movies and then I watched Day Shift and that was it how was the Grease and uh Footloose at the drive-in it was cool um I had not seen either of them since I was like little so they were like the, both the opposite of what I thought I thought Grease was going to take itself more seriously but that movie's pretty ridiculous. And Footloose is, like, <laughs> super serious, so. Oh, yeah.
1: You thought Grease was going to be a serious movie,
0: okay. Well, like, more so, like, I thought Footloose would be, like, goofier, but that one seemed to take it, like, be more serious, and I thought Grease would be, I don't know, but, yeah. Have you,
1: have you seen the, the Footloose remake?
0: I have not, but I, I looked at the poster, and it seemed, like, really dark and gritty, which I thought was funny.
1: Oh, you know, it's the same concept. Guy comes from Boston, Boston, and they outlaw dancing because it's, you know, leads to bad things. Good. Southern.
0: All right, it's time for the news. Um. So. After Netflix nailed down the rights to the sequel all the way back in 2019, Eddie Murphy's Beverly Hills Cop 4 is officially moving ahead. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zola's Taylor Page have joined the cast of the fourth installment, and it will be titled Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. These are also movies I've never seen, and I'm ashamed to admit. But Jeez, Yeah, you should be
2: ashamed of that one. Like,
0: really bad.
2: Like, those are classic, need-to-be-watched. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How dare
1: you? See, and this is this is why we started this. With the different age ranges between me and Kyle, originally the plan was, you know, he'd open my eyes to newer stuff that I might not watch and I'd open his eyes to the older stuff that we didn't watch. But now that's 2 weeks in a row where you've really let me down. <laughs> that's between that's
2: the karate really kid
1: down. now Beverly Hills cop.
2: Yeah. yeah. 48 you Hours? Have
0: you seen 48
2: Hours? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs>
0: that one I don't even know. I haven't even heard of that one. I've heard of, obviously, the other two, but 48 Hours, you, I have
2: no idea. Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte.
1: Oh, my God. I've let you oh. down as a brother. At least I introduced you to horror. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Kevin Smith has been teasing Tusk 2 on and off of the over the years, but the latest tease comes from Tusk star Justin Long. According to Long, Smith is developing a Tusk sequel movie. You'll be happy to hear that Kevin just announced... I mean, I guess they're talking about it. They're doing Tusk 2, I think. Long tells Slash on this week. Have you guys seen Tusk?
0: Yeah, a long time ago, but... No. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I,
1: I own it, but I haven't seen it. I guess Justin Long plays a walrus.
0: It will. So. it's like... It's like Human Centipede kinda, where he, he like goes to this guy's house to interview him. And he's like a journalist, and then the guy like kidnaps him and slowly turns him into a walrus. It's pretty awesome.
1: Hey Jocelyn, remember that time we watched Human Centipede the first time?
2: I love Human Centipede, it's a great movie. <laughs> Cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> 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 oh, here's some here's something for you. Happy birthday to me. Rob Zombie's Monsters prequel. Film has a cold hard release date. The upcoming imagining of Lillian Herman's meet-cute will splash onto the world's premiere streamer and VOD on September 27th 2022, the same day as its physical media release. Not only will we have the accessibility out of a Netflix premiere, but fans will be able to get their hands on the Blu-ray. Privilege most Netflix releases do not receive. Yep, on my birthday. See that? Do you
1: guys think that's a really good tactic?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if they're releasing at home, mm-hmm. like, why not? You have to have some, everything he makes, you have to have something
2: physical of, just because of all the artwork he does, and, you know, oh, the, behind the, the, the elaborate behind the scenes, and yeah. all that stuff. His behind. The I mean, just having always... the physical book, I mean, the, the artwork he always does for the, yeah. you know, it's always pretty good, so.
1: And plus his behind the scene features are like mini documentaries. Like I believe for devil's rejects, they did 30 days in hell. You know, I love watching the Halloween one that he did. Um,
0: all right. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is finally coming to life as a stop motion animated film. Um, del Toro's writing, producing and directing it. And it's, uh, a brand new version of it, and, uh, of course it's about a puppet who wants to be a real live boy, um, and it's based on Gris Grimley's designs, and, um, it'll be coming to, uh, Netflix on December 9th, and it is, like, a passion project for him, so, I mean, Del Toro's great, and that, that seems like a his wheelhouse. It'll be great.
1: Yeah, so he'll be competing against Disney's live action Pinocchio, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling his will be better, but.
1: I have a feeling if people listen to this podcast they're going to choose the Netflix Del, Tomo, uh, Del Toro version. Yes. Alright. Uh, it's been 13 full years since a, a release of the last Friday the 13th movie when the franchise trapped in a messy legal battle ever since. Um, if you don't know uh, the movie's original writer Victor Miller sued the original directors Sean Cunningham and they've been fighting over who gets control of what. Back in 2018, that the judge ruled Victor Miller owns the rights to the original Friday the 13th screenplay, a decision Cunningham has failed to overturn in the years that followed. Cunningham, however, owns the adult character, or the character of adult Jason Voorhees, introduced in the latest sequels. So the two will eventually have to work together on on this one. With that being said, it looks like something is happening very soon as Sean Cunningham, updated his bio cover on Cameo to indicate that the franchise is coming back to life soon. Um, Cunningham's official Cameo bio states, Sean S. Cunningham directed and produced the seminal horror film Friday the 13th, creating the iconic villain Jason Voorhees. The movie is upon 12 installments, with the 13th scheduled for next year. There have been a number of ramblings about this about a possible new Friday the 13th movie over the past month. First, IT it producer Roy Lee signaled that he may be working on a Jason Voorhees project. Then franchise creator Sean Cunningham shared his own mysterious and exciting news about a new film. Now the excitement continues as the official New Line Cinema Instagram account posted a bizarre image. The post shared by New Line portrays an average smartphone screenshot featuring an incoming direct message from none other than Jason Voorhees himself. Their caption reads, Uh-oh, what do you think Jason Voorhees wants? The background showcases an image in outer space. Could this have anything to do with Jason X? What do you guys think of a new Friday the 13th coming out?
2: It's good to have another one coming out. Yeah. But if this little text thing, it just it sounds stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> I mean, doesn't I, get me excited. I don't, excited. A I don't text know, like, message
2: from Jason Voorhees is stupid. Yeah, so.
0: he's dead. <laughs> also, like, there's not, you know, I mean, like the new Halloween, like you have, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis came back, but like. I don't know. It's hard unless you remake it again. But I mean, the remake. I like the remake. Um, like, what else are you gonna do with them? Like, it's, I'm excited for a new one. But like, you know, they have to make it be, you know, good or else people are gonna be like, okay. And uh, I know there's rumors. What's that? Go ahead. Uh, I know there's rumors of like a found footage one, but I really hope they don't. They don't do that. There's been
1: a found. There's been rumors of a found footage one dating back before friggin' Freddy vs. Jason.
2: Yeah. Those so stupid. Um, but if he, because he doesn't own the character, if he decides to say, well, I'll just do a sequel to Friday the 13th, I'll just use his goddamn mother again. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> you know, if it's a it, prequel, you know, something that happens, you know, you when he actually 18. drowns. Yeah. Or he's going through the abuse and all that stuff, and you can see her start to,
0: yeah.
2: you know, or you know something like that. So it could go that way if he's not, not willing to cooperate and, you know.
1: But don't. if it's Sean Cunningham, he owns the character Jason. He just doesn't own the mother, like the rights to the mother. I and was Ross.
2: confused as to which one was which.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sean Cunningham owns Jason. Victor Miller owns. Everything that happened in the original. But Jason doesn't really show up in the original until the end. And he doesn't Still get the at, hockey guess yeah. until later on. So
2: Maybe he changes the name. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> yeah. No, not Jay. the name of the character. I mean the name of the movie, not Friday the 13th. Just change it Tuesday the
1: 27th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could just go and add on Green Root and just call it Jason Voorhees. Yeah.
2: All right. Who's next? Anyway. Thanks for giving me this crap. Bring it on this is crap. Bring it on Cheerleading <laughs> Franchise is getting its own horror movie. This is fucking retarded. On oh, the yes. sci fi. Bring it on Cheer or Die. The franchise's seventh installment and its first comedy movie. This, is, yeah, terrible. Terrible.
1: I'm pretty sure six of us uh, five of those were direct to video.
2: I'm pretty sure they all should have been directed garbage. Cheer um, routines to die for in a thrilling new energy that flips the longtime cheerleading tournament format on its head. This sounds stupid. Bring it on, Cheer and Die is produced by Universal 1440 Entertainment and it's expected to debut on Sci-Fi in fall 2022. Uh, no. No. Just now. <laughs>
1: Guess what we're covering in fall
2: 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can't
0: pay me to watch that movie. <laughs> um, according to Regal's website, Trick or Treat will be playing in theaters for the first time ever on Thursday, October 6th. So um, definitely go check that out. Trick or Treat is so great. Um, and it's crazy. It's taken this long for it to finally be in theaters. Um, but yeah, that's a great one. And it's a great just, you know, Halloween time movie obviously. But uh that's another one that like
1: they greenlighted a sequel. Mm-hmm. And then but then Mike Daugherty got like Skull Island or something and
0: yeah. We need so, a sequel. It's so perfect too cuz I mean it's like since it's like anthology kind of um yeah. like it's just great and you can have like smaller filmmakers make kind of the segments and then all put it together. Like I was something that came out of this every year. That'd be cool. But,
1: That's along the lines of tales of Halloween where they had all these different directors doing these segments. Yeah. But then, you know, it's all in the same town and certain things were the wrap arounds of mm-hmm. the, you know, story, yeah. you know, and, much and like I mean, how Sam is, is in trick or treat.
0: Yeah. And Sam, I mean, Sam's great. Like he's, You always see him next to all the great horror people, and he just has this one movie that was never in theaters, so it just goes to show.
1: Yeah. Well, before the movie actually came out, uh, they had all this merchandise released, because I guess originally it was supposed to have a theatrical release, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I believe we covered Trick or Treat on the uh, Halfway to Halloween episode. Yeah, I think so. All right, Justin.
2: Yeah. Cinedine is in cooperation with Dread, announced today that Art the Clown is giving fans something new to scream about, as the cult our classic Terrifier heads exclusively to the bloody, disgusting-powered Screambox SVOD streaming platform September 1st. I also noticed it's on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Yeah.
1: So the first Terrifier ran approximately 84 minutes, but director Damien Leone promised that Terrifier 2 will exceed two hours in length, which is not usual length for a slasher film. Some might balk at the running time since they prefer the slashers to be quick, but it'll only run a length of 90 minutes at the most. I've heard the movie is about two hours and four minutes, and I've also heard that the movie could possibly been cut by an hour, but we won't know until we see it. I'm looking forward to it. Have you seen the first first one?
0: No, not yet.
1: You haven't seen the first one, Kyle?
0: No, I really want to, though. Um, I think I'm going to definitely watch it soon before this comes out, but I've not.
1: I don't know if they've announced the release date for Terrifier 2 yet. I
0: feel like they have. I mean, it's definitely this fall. They seem to be like ramping yeah. up the marketing too, because I feel like I see something about it every week.
1: October 6th, and that'll be on the Screambox app, which we talked about. They had the uh, Freddy's Nightmares, which are now gone, but. Yeah. You know. All right. It's time for our, our main topic. Um. Day Shift. Netflix's Day
0: Shift. Alright, so uh Day Shift came out on August twelfth, twenty twenty two, and it's um an American vampire film directed by JJ Perry in his directorial debut. Um the screenplay was written by Tyler Tice and Shane Haddon and it's uh based on a story by Tice. The description is a hardworking blue collar dad just wants to provide a good life for his quick witted ten year old daughter. His mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. A hardworking blue-collar dad just wants to... Oh, he copied it twice. Um, but yeah, so Jamie Foxx is a vampire hunter, and he has the day shift, so he's hunting them during the day when they're kind of hiding. Um, business still has that whole sunlight thing, uh, where they can't go out in the sun. Um,
1: All right, Justin, who's a star?
2: So we got uh, Jamie Foxx. Did pretty good. Did a great job. Dave Franco was hilarious. Uh, Natasha Lou Bordizo. uh, No, I I think she was the main main dad. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Megan Good, Carlos Souza, Steve Howey, Scott Adkins, and of course. The D.O. double jizzle Snoop Dogg. You just wanted to hear me say that. <laughs> the right that I did.
1: So, some, some facts about the movie. One fact, this is one of the rare occasions where the vampire's reflection is not shown in a mirror, but their clothes are still visible. You guys said you wanted less facts. That's all I got this week.
0: That was the best fact you had? <laughs>
1: That was the only fact that they had. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's kind of discuss... I mean, it was be cool. I, I actually... I don't like vampire movies, but I actually enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, like Justin said, I thought Dave Franco was friggin' hilarious. Yeah, uh, Yeah, the
2: scene um, where he was turning and then he yeah. just of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the fight scenes, the fight scenes were amazing. You
0: know, that opening scene. There was
2: some of it was a little.
0: Yeah. No, they were pretty good. Yeah. I think the first scene definitely stands out, though.
1: Oh, yeah. That that was insane. I was like, yeah. You know. Kind of watching. I was like, okay, where's this going? And then when he, you know, he breaks into the house and. You know, the, the old lady. Mm hmm. Like putting his ass through walls and but I
2: yeah.
1: I thought it was interesting. Yeah. That's really a concept yeah. that I don't think has been done before is you know, grabbing the teeth to make money, you know. hmm The fangs.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked like the little kind of world stuff they had was cool. Like I think it's definitely unique and interesting and we haven't seen it.
2: Having different types.
0: hmm Yeah. I really like that. And how they can tell how they
1: age by their fangs, like how old they are. And he thought the old lady was whatever, and yeah, it turns out she was really young. Uh,
0: yeah, and I feel like it incorporated all like the vampire stuff, like it still had, like the familiars, and had all the new stuff, obviously in the mirror and sunlight and all that. So it still had like the core vampire stuff as well.
2: And they brought up the fake vampire stuff, like twilight.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Stuff that doesn't even qualify as vampires. Yeah, (laughs) I I do feel like like I liked it overall, but sometimes I was just it felt sometimes they made the vampires just too much like zombies. And I know they mentioned there's some that are like zombies, but like the first scene's awesome because it like takes so much for him to just kill this old lady. But then some of the vampires he just shoots and they're dead, and it's like oh, I don't know. Kind of explain that you know through the different breeds. Yeah, Yeah, no, I know, I know. I just feel like sometimes it just it felt very zombiest where they're just like running towards them. And I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, in
2: all, in all
0: great organizations, that's true. You have, we have your, the your Uber
2: vampires and your zombies, you know, <laughs> and you got to yeah. send the zombies in the horde. Just ask John, <laughs> he was a zombie for eight years.
1: <laughs> I wasn't a zombie for eight years. <laughs> I listen what you think. <laughs> I kept your ass safe so you could go buy some movies and get accused of murder.
2: Alright.
1: So, playing. what's your guys' In the opinion? hierarchy
2: of vampirism? You were, you were the you Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> In that concept, yeah.
1: <laughs> told how to dress. Told how to cut my hair. But uh, all right. What was your guys' favorite scene?
0: Do you have a um, favorite scene that sticks out? I mean, definitely. You know, the opening was very strong. Yeah.
1: That's that's what I was going with. Yeah.
2: And, uh,
0: it was a strong opening scene. I think one of the best lines, though,
2: was after when they were fighting in the hive house and the big one threw him up the stairs. This motherfucker threw me up the stairs. <laughs> that, that was a good one. Yeah. And uh, Although yeah, the it- actual going up the stairs
0: looked terrible. Mm-hmm. yeah some of the just CGI and the fights so that's what kind of like it was cool choreographed but like then you it just looked like a plastic person flying through the air
2: yeah or when he was going up the stairs like just the way things were breaking and he wasn't you know not, not very good but yeah. the well, idea it, was there and I I thought it was tall. Mm-hmm.
1: it did have a hundred million dollar budget so yeah you know.
2: I think with a hundred million dollars you can make it look better using a tow rope. <laughs> yeah. Just drag them up the stairs. <laughs> so what, a green what, what, cart that you can green screen out.
1: <laughs> Overall opinion on the casting.
2: I think they did great. Like you yeah. said, Dave Franco did was he stole the show. Um mm-hmm. I mean, Jamie Foxx, I'm not always a big fan of his. I think he was absolutely terrible the first time he played Electro in mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, he can say that had to do with the blue and all that crap, but no, because his character was terrible in that movie. Yeah. Um, but he did great. I think he did great. Um, Snoop Dogg, I mean, for how little he was actually in it, um, his parts were good. Mm-hmm. Um he was looking rough at the end there in his dying scene. They kind of made him look more like a frail old man than anything like that. Yeah, than yeah. anything else, you know. Yeah, I know that. So I think they they failed making him look, you know, like making his last stand. He looked more like the frail old man with death just about to touch him on the forehead. <laughs> but I mean, overall, they did great. That that chick, she was a she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so he hated her from from the get go. <clears throat> oh, and the, the The construction scene where she's burying a vampire under concrete and tells him she'll come back in a hundred years to bury to dig him up. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the tone.
1: <laughs> so that reminded me of that scene in Lethal Weapon three,
2: I think it was. But uh what do you guys think of the car chase scene? It's pretty good. It just seemed a little, you know, odd that they would just happen to have a Baja rally truck out there ready to go for them. <laughs> But, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he tells us. I mean, daughter, I, get okay. Southern, I get it's
2: Southern California. It's a bit more common out there, but still, a little bit. Yeah. But no, I, I thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. I like how the daughter was like playing on the iPad. Yeah. And then she takes off the headphones. She's like, oh, I, I thought you needed help. And she's like pointing it out to them. That's
1: funny. See, but that goes me and Justin. We understand that when he's like, "Okay, just look at your tablet. Put your headphones on." That kid ain't looking at nothing else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know Hunt is that way. I'm sure uh, James, Sam, and Cameron are too. But, Mm um, yeah, I I thought Snoop Dogg was going to be in it more because he was kind of featured on the poster. Yeah. But maybe really that's
2: you to see it.
1: that's along the lines of the Courtney Thorne Smith from summer school, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, except for the fact that, you know, he was a big star when they cast him for it, so you would Oh yeah.
1: That. Oh you know, man. DWG gonna but, do it, you know? you know. All right. Overall opinion on the on the, the actual story of the movie. I think it was different, unique. It was solid. Yeah.
2: yeah, you know it had a, a, a decent, you know, a logical flow to it. Yeah, um, I mean it's a good. Know, you can kind of see, you could see the logic behind it. You could see the the reasoning behind it and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean it's it's a great execution too. So yeah.
0: Yeah, like how it's just kind of like a reverse revenge story, and how like the old lady was actually the main bad guy's daughter, even though she's clearly so much older. Just because they explain it, because like she turned her yeah like when she was old. So I thought that was fun.
1: So with the way it ended, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, fast forward a few minutes here. um, You know, Snoop Dogg's character comes out of the manhole cover. Do you think we got a sequel?
2: Yeah, they're depending on. I mean, it's Netflix number one, so tough to say. You should. I'd watch it, but yeah. I mean, Snoop was bit. Maybe that's why he looked. That's why he looked frail. And I mean, you know, part of it is you know now you get Dave Franco. I think, but why did they? Why are they able to withstand, you know, the mental order or whatever it is that makes all the rest of them, Mm -hmm. you know, want to follow the people, you know, so there's a couple things that are missing, but yeah, you know, you know, what makes Dave Franco want to be his old self instead of a mindless vampire? Mm hmm just because of
0: the vampires probably and they could also if it's like they have these people that are like these vampires that are also helping them hunt vampires that could be kind of cool Um, yeah like a whole vampire branch of the vampire hunting thing I'm pretty
1: sure by putting that amount of money behind it to begin with and I believe it's number one on Netflix right now I'm pretty sure they'll announce a sequel soon. Yeah. But uh, David Franco did an interview with uh ComingSoon.net, and Franco discussed his hopes from what a, a sequel might look like. uh After appearing in the majority of the film as a bumbling desk jockey who isn't used used to hunting vampires in the field, Franco eventually gets on in on the action himself, something he'd like to continue exploring. He says... We wanna make as many of these as possible without giving too much away by the end. We're a team together, Franco said. So to be able to start a new one where we're hitting the ground running and I can be in the action from the get go, that sounds like a blast to me. So obviously he's behind it. And there's certainly room for more vampire hunting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with between Jamie Fox and Dave Franco, so
2: now his wife knows about it, kid knows about it, so it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go through the whole try to hide it thing, although they'll have to have some kind of story that he's trying to hide from his wife, you know, to get yeah. her to not be around for most of it and then get kidnapped at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the event that he dies,
1: the do- I could see, you know, the you know, 10 years from now, they'll probably be on day shift 12 and the daughter will be taken over. But, Alright. What do you guys got for ratings?
2: Justin? Give it a solid four and a half. It's a great movie.
0: Kyle? I think I'd do like a three. Really? A three? Yeah. I give it a four. And I,
1: I hate vampire movies. Like, I don't like, like... So... What do you have against
0: vampires?
1: I don't have anything against vampires. I just don't find it entertaining. Like Van Helsing, I didn't enjoy. Um, like I, I, I enjoyed. That's a good movie. <laughs> you know, Dracula Two Thousand or Dracula Untold. That was or, a
2: good movie. That had that had an interesting and unique story. But it was I'll like have to go the movie me. itself sucked, but the story was interesting.
0: What about what, Kyle? Bright Night. Do you like that one? It was okay, but I I, I I don't
1: know. Vampires, it's hard to explain, you know? You're scared of them. Yeah, I'm scared of them. (laughs) The only thing I'm afraid of is snakes, okay? And I watched Snakes on a Plane several times. I fucking hate that movie when that snake jumps out of the
0: Oh,
1: okay. Uh, all right, so there's our ratings and our thoughts on day shift. Uh we tend to get a lot of listeners when we cover something new, so just keep that in mind. But uh All right, let's go to our movie picks of the week. Justin, you want to kick us off?
2: All right. Uh my pick is uh 2007's The Mist. Stephen King. Uh, after a powerful storm damages their main home, David Drayton, played by Thomas Jane, and his young son head into town to gather food and supplies. Soon afterwards, the thick fog rolls in and engulfs the town, trapping the Draytons and others in the grocery store. Terror mounts as deadly creatures reveal themselves outside, but that may not be nothing compared to the threat within, where a religious zealot, Martian Gay Harden, calls for a sacrifice. <laughs> Uh It was released uh November 21st, 2007, directed by Frank Darabont, starring Thomas Jane, Marcia Gay Harden, Laurie Holden, Andre Brower, Toby Jones, and William Sather. Frank Darabont should get every single <clears throat> Stephen King movie, and he should be the only one allowed to direct Stephen King movies. Period. Screw everybody else. St- only him. You what if Josh Stephen King wanted to direct it? Uh, uh, no, Stephen King wants Frank Darabont. He did the Green Mile. I mean, come on. Um, but this movie—if you have not seen this movie, you can only ever watch it once. If you're a parent, <laughs> that's true. I watched it a couple of weeks this, ago. This this movie—the ending will break you, but it is a great movie. I have not
0: seen it, but I do know the ending. Kyle, You've ruined it on yourself, but the movie's great. I mean, um, Marsha
2: Gayard and I wanted to punch her in the face (laughs) through the screen.
0: She did a great job. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, I can go to mine. Yep. I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Sometimes it's part 2. Um, so it's Chainsaw Wielding Maniac Leatherface, this time played by Bill Johnson, Gunnar Hansen does not come back, it is up to his cannibalistic ways once again, along with the rest of his Twisted Clan, including the equally disturbed Chop Top Bill Mosley. This time the Mass Killer has set his sights on pretty disc jockey Vanita Stretch Brock, played by Caroline Williams, who teams up with Texas lawman Lefty and Right, played by Dennis Hopper to battle the psychopath and his family deep within the lair, a macabre, abandoned amusement park. Um, so it came out August 22nd, 1986, so, you know, 12 years after the original. And it's directed by Toby Hooper again, which is really cool. And it stars, like I said, Dennis Hopper, Caroline Williams, Jim Sidow, Bill Mosley, and Bill Johnson. Um, and it actually, like... The, the story does carry over from the first. Not that there's this huge story stuff, but, I mean, Jim Sidow was in the first one, and he comes back as, uh... He was, like, the cook in the first one, and now he's, like, just one of the brothers. And, uh, it's cool, because the first one's, like, obviously takes itself more seriously and is, like, really horrifying and great in its own way, but this one's, like, super silly and just insane throughout, which is awesome. Um, there's so many funny scenes, like... Um, I think Leatherface is hilarious in this too. Like, the way he runs around, he, like, dances with the chainsaw throughout and, like, has, has it above his head. Um, but I mean, Bill Mosley, like, if you're gonna watch this movie, you're watching for Bill Moseley cause Chop Top's just the best. Chop Top? Um, yeah. Um, and just that, the first scene with Chop Top in the radio station is, like, one of my favorite scenes. It was just so funny.
1: You know, uh, Bill Mosley has said that him playing Chop Top is how he, got the, um, Otis tripwood in House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And he also said, I think he got the part because, um, he made, like, a stupid, like, short film. Oh, I wish I remember the name. The name's funny. It's like the Texas something ma- massacre. Let me see if I can search up the name. Um, but, like, he, he recorded the short film and Toby Hooper saw it, and then that's why he casted him, which is cool.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's been a long time since I've seen the Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah. Definitely something I want to uh, revisit probably next month during October because I love to watch Horror, Watch 31 Days of Horror, which we are working on a list. And at the end of September, we will give our 31 choices for horror movies to watch in October.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh did you find the title of the
0: Yeah, so it was uh the Texas Chainsaw Manicure. And so he's basically playing the Hitchhiker from the first one. And uh that's how he got Chopped Off and Chopped Offs the brother of the Hitchhiker from the first one. And they're definitely kind of similar in their kind of manicness. But um it just Is
1: that on is that online anywhere? Uh
0: I don't know. Let's see.
1: We'll see if we can find it. We'll post it on our social media. Um, Justin, I'm sure you've seen Texas Chainsaw too, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, in a while, but I've seen it. <clears throat>
1: All right. And my pick of the week, uh, is crawl. When a massive hurricane hits her Florida town, young Haley ignores the evacuation orders to search for her missing father, Dave. After finding him gravely injured in their family home, the two of them become trapped by a rapidly encroaching floodwaters with the storm strengthening. Haley and Dave discover an even greater threat than the rising water level, a rentless attack of gigantic alligators. This movie was released on July 12th, 2019, it was directed by Alexandra Aha and starring Kayla Sacadario, Barry Pepper, oh, so whatever. Barry Pepper and Orphid Clark. You know what? I think for now on, people should just take a shot every time I mess up a name.
2: <laughs>
1: then go subscribe. You'd be and... too
2: drunk to get through the first 10 minutes.
1: <sighs> All right. So those are our picks of the week. Uh... I think it's time to close up The bar is now closed
2: Thank you so much for listening You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast At the Movie Bar Pod And Twitter At Movie Bar Podcast on
0: Instagram And
2: at the Movie Bar Podcast On
0: Facebook And you can get Official Movie Bar shirts at www.bonfire.com store slash Movie Bar Podcast we are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And definitely be sure to check out our new website, www.moviebarpod.com.
1: Uh, we are also now a WhatNot affiliate. You can go to whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bar. When clicking on that, uh, putting in that link, you you'll get a $15 promo if you don't already have a WhatNot account. Um so be sure and check that out. Thank you for listening, and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at the moviebaroutlook.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye bye.